Hey everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday where we discover God's heart and are changed by his word. We are walking into a brand new series starting today all about rest because Blessed Is She is winding down in these weeks leading up to the season of Lent when we are going to take a Sabbath rest and we want to invite you into this Sabbath rest this Lent. So we're going to be unpacking uh, rest and Sabbath over the next four weeks here on Teachable Tuesday. We're going to be rooting ourselves in Hebrews chapter four. So grab a Bible. We're going to read and pray and get to it. Okay, uh, let's do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. Come fall afresh on us. Fill us with your light and your life. You're the giver of life, God. Fill us with your love. Holy Spirit, would you illuminate your word? Help us to hear your voice, to know your will. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open, let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For indeed, the good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest. Just as God has said, as in my anger I swore, they shall not enter my rest, though his works were finished at the foundation of the world. For in one place, it speaks about the seventh day as follows, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, it says, they shall not enter into my rest. Since therefore, it remains open for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. Again, he sets a certain day today, saying through David much later, in the words already quoted, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not speak later about another day, so then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their labors, as God did from his. Let us, therefore, make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to tell you about one of the most important learning moments in my life with the Lord, one that shaped my understanding of who He is and of the life that's available to me, to you, in Him and with Him. A few years ago, I found myself stuck in gridlock traffic in a mess of freeways in a foreign city. I only had 24 hours 
in this city and I was meant to be visiting five different parishes in hopes of finding a location to host another, a new Blessed Is She retreat. Now, everything about that day had gone wrong. I ended up going to the wrong St. Isaac Jogues. Now, did you know there could be two different dioceses in one city? I didn't. So there were two different Isaac Jogues on two totally different sides of this, enormous city. And did I mention that this 24-hour scouting tour was really just a layover? You see, I was on my way back from hosting a different Blessed Is She retreat in a major city. I tried to cram it all in. One less flight, right? But wrong. <laughs> I was exhausted from the weekend. I was stressed navigating a city I'd never visited before. So after a long day of driving all over God's what seemed to be concrete earth, I was finally on my way back to the airport. Well, I was supposed to be on my way back to the airport. Instead, I was barely moving. I mean, surrounded on all sides. Time was ticking, my anxiety was rising. So I did what any good Christian girl would do. I started praying. I put on worship music. I began uh, to pray out loud. I was rebuking anxiety. I was declaring that I was gonna make this flight, that I wasn't alone, that God was with me. I started singing these songs of victory, really digging in, digging deep, right? I was trying real hard to get some peace. But despite all of my efforts, I couldn't calm down. My heart was still pounding. My, I, I, every time I, I reached to do anything, I saw my hands were shaking and my eyes were still darting back to the dashboard clock every few minutes. Even though I'd barely moved, time was still moving forward. And I, I became then, on top of the stress and the frustration, I was confused. So in desperation, I asked the Lord why my prayer <laughs> wasn't working, right? God, like, what am I doing wrong? What's, what's the secret sauce here, the formula to defeating this, uh, this anxiety and getting through this traffic? And by God's grace, I heard the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit speak into my heart. He said, lean back, lean back. Only then did I realize that I was actually, I was hunched forward. I was gripping the steering wheel, white knuckled. I was so uh, rigid with anxiety. My body was tensed and I was subconsciously holding my breath. But when the Holy Spirit said, lean back, as I leaned back into the driver's seat, I took my first intentional deep breath, deeper than I was able to take on my own. Uh, it was the breath of the Holy Spirit. I felt my whole body relax, my shoulders, my back, uh, my, my furrowed brow. I just relaxed when the peace of God washed over me. It was a miracle. It was a, a, a visceral, a, a bodily uh, felt experience of the presence of God. It was a miracle, not because I simply leaned back and started taking deep breaths. I, I want you to hear the distinction here. The, the, the miracle was the presence of God. 
The miracle was God himself. The miracle was the grace that he gave. The Holy Spirit in that moment entered in and he lifted the heavy burden of my stress and my fear of my poorly laid plans, right? (laughs) Driving all over this city. And he exchanged it for the light and easy yoke of Jesus. I made it to that flight with no problems, no issues, in plenty of time, and with my peace, because God did it for me. Now, I, I'm sure you've, you've been there too. too. Uh, it seems like being overcommitted and anxious and exhausted is the new normal. Most of us live at max capacity, leaving no room for life, it seems. The sad news is that this is not a new problem, but the good news is that there is an ancient solution. God's chosen people, the Israelites, they suffered from a similar workhorse mentality. Remember that they were slaves in Egypt for 430 years. There was, among God's chosen people, no living memory of a time before slavery. It was all they knew. And here's the thing about slavery, the the thing I, I don't think we often consider. Slaves don't get to rest. Slaves don't get a day off, which means that they could not worship the Lord their God who commanded them to worship him, to Sabbath rest with him one day a week because they worked Uh, Under the the lordship of this pharaoh, they worked seven days a week. They were bone-weary. Their spirits were broken. Does this sound at all familiar? We, in the modern world, are slaves to a similar mentality when it comes to work and to pace. And I would argue that with the advent of the smartphone, we live in a perpetual state of seemingly connection or or connectivity um, and consumption. We've become slaves to pleasure and pushing and producing. But in the words of Jesus, in the beginning, from the beginning, it was not so. So let's go even further back, further back than the Israelites. Let's go back to Genesis chapter one. At the beginning of all things, God created right? He, for six days, breathed and formed and shaped and called all that he made good. And when he formed human beings in his image and likeness, male and female, he created them. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. Very good. So it's all done and dusted. The work is finished. When God finished, when he ceased from his labors, from the work of creation, Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, tells us that God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it. Because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. So if you're keeping track, Adam and Eve's first day was God's last day. For Adam and Eve, rest with God came first. There was no work to be done because God already did it. 
But when they disobeyed God's command, when they ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, everything got twisted up and we all live with the consequences. Everything is now uh, disordered or inverted. In our culture, busy has become a virtue, a sign of importance. Fast has become synonymous with better. And what is our reward for all this efficiency? More time to work. We are blind to the idolatry of this schedule, this pace, this busyness, this work, and if I may, slave mentality. I see it in my own heart. So where can we find freedom from the grind and the hustle that we see exalted on social media and, and that we, if we're honest, we feel in our bones? The solution, the promise, is that you and I are invited to enter into God's rest. The Lord himself, that rest is still open. He's inviting us into his rest. Notice I'm not saying he's inviting us to rest, which is a beautiful and generous invitation, but instead he's inviting us into his own rest. God's rest isn't like a vacation or a massage or a glass of wine after a long day. It's not uh, boundaries or rules or, or a regiment, right, that's going to help us uh, get more stuff done and, and have more room for this supposed rest. Because if we're honest, we'll just cram that with more stuff to do. This rest, God's rest, can only be entered into by faith. Let's, let's reference Hebrews chapter 4 here. Remember, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest is still open... Let us take care that none of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For indeed, the good news came to us as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest. We who have believed entered that rest. So long as we do and produce and drive and hustle and grind, right? We live like slaves. We reject the finished work of God and refuse to rest in his promise and provision, thinking we have to do it ourselves, provide for ourselves, make everything happen for ourselves and for those we loved. You see, it's a faith issue. It's, it's not a timing issue. It's not a matter of our commitments or, or, or priorities in a way, it's deeper than that. We, if we go beneath all of this doing, all of this pushing, there's a, there's a fear there. There's an issue of faith that we don't trust God to take care of us. And, and you're not alone in that. I, it's a human condition, right? We inherited this from our original parents, Adam and Eve. But the good news is that we're invited into God's rest by faith, in faith, entering in, through faith. If you want to start seeing more of God in your life, start doing less. In some ways, this series, uh, You Can Just Rest, <laughs> is the natural progression of our last do nothing. Doing less or doing nothing, in the words of Jesus in John 15, means prioritizing rest, 
aka faith over work. How? Enter into his rest in adoration, in daily mass. Return to daily relational prayer, even if it means that you don't get every email answered or another load of laundry done, or if your paper has to wait. The Lord, our God, is good and loving. He's a capable Father who desires to provide for you and for me to enjoy His creation. That's us, our lives. He desires to enjoy our lives with us. So He's inviting us to enter into His rest. This is the promise we're going to be unpacking and resting in for the next three weeks. Let us take care that not even one of us should fail to reach it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, thank you. Thank you for this promise of rest, for the invitation to enter into your rest where you take care of us and you take care of everything. We desire this rest. But we don't know how, Lord. There isn't a time in our living memory where we didn't live at this level, this pace, this capacity. So show us the way, Jesus. You are the way. We look to you, Lord. Only you can teach us to rest. Only you can win our hearts to faith. Only you can increase the virtue of faith in our hearts. God, we believe in you. Help our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. I'm so looking forward to uh, leaning in, <laughs> leaning back into Hebrews chapter 4. Maybe take some time with the scripture this week, and we'll see you next week for part two. God bless you. See you then. Bye. Mwah.